Hey Defenders, welcome to Chapter 22 and 23 of the Tale of Despero. Don't forget you can find your reading response journal at bit.ly slash vdps project journal. Chapter 22. He puts his heart together again. Roscuro hurried from the banquet hall. A rat, he said. He put a paw over his heart. I am a rat and there is no light for rats. There will be no light for me. The king's men were still bent over the queen. The king was still shouting, save her, save her. And the queen was still dead, of course when Roscuro encountered the queen's royal soup spoon lying on the floor. I will have something beautiful, he said aloud. I am a rat, but I will have something beautiful. I will have a crown of my own. He picked up the spoon and put it on his head. Yes, said Roscuro, I will have something beautiful, and I will have revenge, both things, somehow. There are hearts, reader, that never mend again once they are broken. Or if they do mend, they heal themselves in a crooked and lopsided way, as if sewn together by a careless craftsman. Such was the fate of Chiroscuro. His heart was broken. Picking up the spoon and placing it on his head, speaking of revenge, these things helped him put his heart back together again. But it was, alas, put together wrong. Where is the rat? shouted the king. Find that rat! If you want me, muttered Roscuro as he left the banquet hall, I will be in the dungeon in the darkness. Chapter 23. Consequences. There were, of course, dire consequences of Roscuro's behavior. Every action reader, no matter how small, has a consequence. For instance, the young Roscuro gnawed on Gregory the jailer's rope, and because he gnawed on the rope, a match was lit in his face, and because a match was lit in his face, his soul was set afire. The rat's soul was set afire, and because of this, he journeyed upstairs seeking the light. Upstairs in the banquet hall, the princess spotted him and called out the word rat, and because of this, Roscuro fell into the queen's soup. And because the queen rat fell into the queen's soup, the queen died. You can see, can't you, how everything is related to everything else? You can see quite clearly how every action has a consequence. For instance, if, reader, you will indulge me and allow me to continue on this meditation on consequences, because the queen died while eating soup, the heartbroken king outlawed soup, and because soup was outlawed, so were all the instruments involved in the making and eating of soup, spoons and bowls and kettles. These things were collected all over from the kingdom of Dor, and they were piled in the dungeon. And because Roscuro was dazzled by the light of one match and journeyed upstairs and fell into the queen's soup and the queen died, the king ordered the death of every rat in the land. The king's men went bravely into the dungeon to kill the rats. But the thing about killing a rat is that you must first find a rat. And if a rat does not want to be found, reader, he will not be found. The king's men succeeded in only getting lost in the dungeon's torturous mazes. Some of them, in fact, did not even find their way out again and died there in the dark heart of the, heart of the castle. And so the killing of all rats was not successful. And in desperation, King Philip declared that rats were illegal. He declared them outlaws. This, of course, was a ridiculous law, as rats are outlaws to begin with. How can you outlaw an outlaw? It's a waste of time and energy. But still, the king officially decreed that all rats in the kingdom of Dor were outlawed and should be treated as such. When you are the king, you can make as many ridiculous laws as you like. That is what being a king is all about. But reader, we must not forget that King Philip loved the queen. Without her, he was lost. This is the danger of loving. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how many kingdoms you rule, you cannot stop those you love from dying. Making soup illegal, outlawing rats, these things soothed the poor king's heart, and so we must forgive him. But what of the outlawed rats? And what of one outlawed rat in particular? What of Chiroscuro? In the darkness of the dungeon, he sat in his nest with the spoon atop his head. He set to work fashioning for himself a kingly cape made out of a scrap of the red tablecloth. As he worked, old one-eared Botticelli Remorso stood next to him, swinging his locket back and forth, back and forth, saying, You see what comes from a rat going upstairs? I hope you've learned your lesson. Your job in this world is to make others suffer. 
yes, muttered Rustio, yes, that is exactly what I intend to do. I will make that princess suffer for how she looked at me. And as Rostura worked and planned, the jailer Gregory held tight to his rope and made his way through the darkness. And in a dank cell, the prisoner who had once had a red tablecloth and was now nothing, spent his days and nights weeping quietly. High above the dungeon, upstairs in the castle, a small mouse stood alone one evening as his brothers and sisters sniffed for crumbs. He stood with one head cocked, his head cocked to one side, listening to the sweet sound he did not yet have a name for. There would be consequences of the mouse's love of music. You, reader, already know some of those consequences. Because of the music, the mouse would fall, find his way to the princess. He would fall in love. And speaking of consequences, the same evening that Despero stood inside the castle hearing music for the first time, outside the castle, in the gloom of dusk, more consequences drew near. A wagon driven by a king's soldier and piled high with spoons and bowls and kettles was making its way to the castle. And beside the soldier, there sat a young girl with ears that looked nothing like ears, so much as pieces of cauliflower stuck on either side of her head. The girl's name, reader, was Niggery Sow, and though she did not know it yet, she would be instrumental in helping the rat work his revenge. End of the second book.